You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. How old were you when you had your first baby? I was 35 and by that I am classified as an older parent. I had my second child when I was 37 and I'm the youngest of three children. So my parents are now in their 70s and lucky for me, they're very sprightly. They don't need my help in looking after them. Uh, In fact, they'd probably be quite offended if I tried. But what is happening is as we have our kids later, Many parents are now finding that they're looking after their own kids at the same time that their parents need help. They're called the so they're called the sandwich generation or sandwich carers because they're squished in between two locks of caring responsibilities. We're coming to the end of Carers Week, so we thought we'd finish with a chat about the sandwich generation and how, if you're in this situation, you may be able to manage the strain of double caring responsibilities. Professor Tuli Rosenfeld is a specialist geriatrician and the clinical director of Care Pilot. It's a service that helps you find and manage in-home care. Hi, Tuli. How are you? Thanks, Siobhan. Thanks for asking me to come. Pleasure. Look, um, I should start by saying that the reason parents find themselves in this position when they have young kids is because they love their family. So when I say responsibility, often what you're dealing with is people who are taking on these roles because they really care, aren't they? Well, they do, uh, and they care so much that they're caring for their kids as well as at the same time as feeling that love and caring for their older folks. And as you said, um, more and more of us are finding ourselves in that situation. In fact, it's almost the norm. In the survey that CarePilot did, it was about uh, three quarters of the people who are involved in care are actually in that sandwich generation situation. Um, And that's the thing that sounds quite stressful because on one hand, if my parents did need that kind of support, I I don't think I'd want to put them into a home. So even saying that feels like I'm taking away their independence, just saying I'm going to put you in a home, mainly because the ones that I have seen have been depressing. And also Mm. because there's been a lot of media about the treatment of elderly people in these institutions. Did you find that or do you find that this is why people come to you because they don't want to put their their parents in a home? Well, I wish, I wish, I wish. Because that's exactly what people, I think, should be thinking about because, unfortunately, one of the stereotypes of of older people, of ageing, is that when I get old, I'm going to go into a nursing home or when I get old, I don't want to go into a nursing home. Well, the fact is, when you're old, a nursing home really is, is the last option that you need to be thinking about because, in fact, most older people never go near a nursing home. They can stay at home for, for a long time. I imagine, now I know we've spoken about this and there's may not be statistics, but um, I imagine that staying at home in many ways is, is good for mental health because you've got your familiarity of your own things and a sense of independence. Are those some of the mm. factors you find people want to stay at home for? Absolutely. Um, your own home is your own home. It's, it's your castle. It's where you think about it. Most people um, in, in their older years have been in their home since for 40, 50 years. It's, it's, it might be the family home that was even their parents. So it's clearly the preferred option. And one of the other things about it is as you get older and frailer, 
being in an, a familiar environment is actually very important, particularly if you're suffering from memory problems or dementia. The last thing you really want to be doing is going into a nursing home. And don't forget, it's not just uh, nursing homes. It's also other types of retirement villages, uh, all sorts of other types of care situation. And it's very clear from all the social research that moving house, particularly at an older age, is probably one of the most stressful life challenges you can undertake. And there's good reasons why the life expectancy after you go into a nursing home is only about two years. So, I mean, obviously that's uh, a a bit of statistics that's just reflective of the fact that people that go into nursing homes are old and frail. But there are things that happen in residential care that just, uh, well, I suppose they're not the preferred option. And um, on the one hand, I don't want to say anything bad about our colleagues that I'm sure provide great care, and I see a lot of good care in residential facilities, but everyone's seen the papers. Um, Things can go wrong. And in your own home, you're in charge, you're, you're close to the butcher you know and the pharmacist you know and the postie that you know. So there's a big difference in, in staying in your own home and maintaining those social networks than just up and moving, particularly if you're over 70. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Professor Tully Rosenfeld. He's a specialist geriatrician and clinical director of Care Pilot, which is a service that helps you find and manage in-home care for your elderly parents. And we're talking about sandwich carers, which is when you might be caring for your own children at the same time as needing to care for your parents. Now, we have established that a lot of people would prefer to stay in their own home. But of course, if that happens in a family situation, then perhaps there is more pressure on um, sons and daughters to step in and help their parents with the things they can't cope with on their own. And I imagine that's a lot of pressure on those um, those people who choose to do that. In the survey that um, CarePilot did, did you, did you discover how these people are feeling about their roles and responsibilities? Well, yeah, absolutely. We found that um, people in that situation, uh, a quarter of them, are finding that the impact of caring at both ends of the spectrum is having a great impact. They're losing sleep, suffering from anxiety, depression. Um, It's affecting their ability to undertake their careers. People are having to give up their jobs because there's that continual stress. Um, And the thing about that is that as your parents get older, it's not going to get easier. It's actually going to become more and more challenging. It's going to take up more time. And uh, the, the, so one of the things that came out of the survey was that uh, over a third of those people are actually providing more than five hours a week. So that's a lot of time. That's, that's almost a, day's, a day of, of work each week that people are doing hands-on care provision, whether that's just putting out the garbage, doing some shopping, doing some cooking. That's really stressful and challenging if you've got kids that you've got to deliver to school and pick up and suddenly you get a phone call from mum who's locked herself out of the house or or has had a fall and you've got to be in two places at the one time. Yeah, and so what is what is the solution in that case? I mean, what do you recommend when families come to you and say, "Look, we want to keep mum wants to, mum and dad want to stay in their home, we want them to stay in their home." How what are the kinds of options you can try? Mm. The most important thing to realise is that every situation is is specific to that individual. So everyone's situation is different. So that means that the first thing to do is figure out what is the problem, what are the challenges, 
and figure out where are the gaps that you that you would benefit from having help with. And so, for instance, it might just be um, small things that you're having to do on your own for mum or dad, and it might be cooking or shopping, um, all the way to uh, mum or dad's not safe with, with bathing, so you need to do that sort of heavier sort of work. So it really, uh, the first thing is to find out what's wrong with mum or dad. So what is the... Uh, other challenges at the moment, but also to remember that as mum and dad get older, it's important to think about the future. Where are you heading with all this? Is a residential care option the only option? Because if it is, then you're going to have to start thinking about the financial implications. Don't forget that moving into a nursing home is actually very expensive. If mum or dad, mum and dad, or mum or dad are living in a house, the situation now to move into a facility is that they have to sell the house to get a bond. And that's really a very major financial pressure and anxiety for families. Mm. So it's important to plan, plan ahead. And do you, um, in these consultations, are the parents normally involved? Because I, I, even talking about this, I feel yeah. strange because my parents are completely independent and they would mm. just laugh if I started telling them what to do. But mm. um, often, sometimes the kids become the the carers in every sense of the word and then they take over yeah. this role. I mean, do you speak with them all together or? Well, usually it's together, but um, the one of the concepts around the sandwich generation is that uh, increasingly as, older, as parents become older and frailer, and particularly, as you said, they like to be independent, um, but sometimes when uh, dementia starts, they are not as able as in the past to recognise the problems that the sandwich generation are, uh, is aware of. The child thinks, oh, mum or dad's, this is common, I see this all the time. I'm not really happy with mum or dad driving. I don't even let them get pick up the kids anymore. But um, if that's the case, well, where is it heading? Because mum or dad say, I'm perfectly okay with driving. But then if you're looking ahead and you realise the, the challenges and the demographics, if mum or dad's 70, 75 or 80, in five years they're going to be 85. The incidence of dementia after 85 is about a third. A third of people over 85 have dementia. So you really need, you asked me my recommendations, you really need to think about what's wrong and plan for, for the times ahead because... If uh, crises occur, the worst, everyone knows, the worst time to make plans is in crisis. So if things go wrong and mum or dad gets sick and you're thinking about care and it's urgent and it's in a crisis, it's going to be much harder to find that help. And so they're the people that unfortunately tumble into emergency departments and hospitals. And hospitals are doing a great job, but they're a patch up and then they try to get you out and unfortunately, going out can mean going into a nursing home. And mm. that's not what anyone wants. And if you plan things ahead and thought, well, in, in five years or in maybe in one year, I'm going to be needing to do more and more, you need to start having conversation about uh, advice, looking for what are the solutions and help. And um, there are a range of organisations that can provide you that help. One of the problems that we have is that within the healthcare system, it's very, the word we use is siloed. So hospitals are really good at hospitals, GPs are very good at GPing, specialists are very good at, uh, at specialisting, whatever that yeah. word is. But 
the who who is it that provides uh, good advice and knowledge about community care in your home? It's very hard to find that continuity. So you need to go to organisations such as CarePilot, or there are government organisations. There's a website. It's called My Aged Care, um, which is a website, government website. There's an enormous amount of information there. Unfortunately, there's so much that it's hard to wade through and figure out, well, how does this apply to me? So you need good advice on the ground to know where to go, what services you're after. And um, private organisations such as CarePilot have that uh, ability to provide you with professional advice over the phone or through the website. And there are other uh, private organisations as well. Um, by private, I mean non-government um, organisations. And uh, there's also specialists, geriatricians, uh, specialised in this area. But again, you really need people who are expert with advice and, and the ability to provide you with services and guidance about funding, for example, on the ground. I was going to ask that question because there's always... Uh, people, if you've got young kids, chances are your finances are a little yep. bit tied up anyway. It's, it's really important to think about how you're going to fund this. If you're going to get care, uh, there are many different options. The government provides um, funded uh, options such as aged care packages. But again, it's important to recognise you can get an aged care package and be approved for one, but you may then go on a waiting list. So even there, it's a, it is a good reason to get on that waiting list early because in a year, it might take a year to get one. Mm. But also, you've got the the thing that, in fact, you're in, in Australia today, and particularly in Sydney today, mum or dad may be sitting in a home that is worth a lot of money. And uh, they, rather than selling up and moving to residential care, they may be able to use uh, that resource to provide funding for, for their older age. Mm. And so right. that's another thing that families, I think, should be more conscious of because it's. I, I find it quite amusing, not amusing, tragic probably, uh, that if you wait to the last minute and you're forced to go into residential care, then there's, there's very little discussion about if you're living in a home, well, hand it over, you will need that money for a bond unless you've got the money sitting somewhere. And it's much better to plan even that in advance. Mm, it's, uh, the key message here, I think, is planning. Uh, Tully, thank you so much for coming in. It's a pleasure. That's Professor Tully Rosenfeld. He's a specialist geriatrician and the clinical director of Care Pilot. We'll put links up on the website. It's kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.